John Roderick. We speak to you from our present, which we can only assume is your distant past, the turbulent time that was the early 21st century. Fearing the great cataclysm that will surely befall our civilization, we began this monumental reference of strange and obscure human knowledge. These recordings represent our attempt to compile and preserve wonders and esoterica that would otherwise be lost. So whether you're listening from an advanced civilization or have just reinvented the technology to decrypt our transmissions, this is our legacy to you. This is our time capsule. This is the Omnibus. accessed entry 868.gn0223, certificate number 45999, the Usyk. I am the Eggman. Now, I should say right up front, if you are a uh, if you are someone who's riding in the car with your kids and listening to Omnibus because it's generally a Clean show with no swears. Soccer moms, take note. Or soccer ferns, or soccer, well, fern would have a hard time playing soccer. But anyway, yeah, like a soccer, like a- Soccer squids, socktopi. Socktopi. If you're listening, this show is going to have some, um, some words- that are that are strictly. I mean, there's nothing purient about it. Well, no, that's not true. There's a little bit of purience in the show. They're anatomical terms. Anatomical terms. So if you have teenage kids, uh, you know, this is probably fine. But this will be their favorite episode. Yeah, if you have kids that are going to ask you a lot of uncomfortable questions about the birds and the bees, then maybe don't let them listen to the Uzik. Yeah, skip. Oh, <laughs> listen to the Uzik. <laughs> let the Uzik play. Uh, and that's, so that's, uh, we, we've given you enough time to, to now, uh, switch over to mail trucks or whatever episode it is that you go to when you're trying to go to sleep. And now we're going to dive, uh, right into the Usyk. Are you ready? I don't want to dive into the Usyk because you told me what it was. <laughs> I thought it was like a Philip K. Dick novel or something. Uh, well, no, it's not. It is, um, it is something that I, that, uh, I grew up with. Uh, Usyk in the in the culture because in Alaska, um, the native population of Alaska uh, uses the Usyk as a um, well, a- actually as a kind of uh, uh, like an art media. But you didn't grow up on the tundra. No, you but, were what you lived on a used car lot in Wasilla. But but in Alaska, you know, because it's a regional culture that really is sort of fixated with itself. There are a lot of Alaskan Alaskan native things that become kind of generally part of the, you know, downtown. They'll just be jokes culture. in ads and exactly. on the radio and I see. Yeah, so uh like an ulu is a kind of uh knife that is used to cut through blubber. That became in Alaskan culture uh, just an, a, a knife that you used in preparing your vegetables. It's so you'll a, just say, "Hand me the ulu." Yeah, like the like a lot of Alaskan uh, kitchens have an ulu as one of their chopping devices, and I highly recommend them as an as a knife. This will be familiar to anybody who's been to Hawaii, where there are literally hundreds of these. But uh, I guess I had never occurred to me that there would be kind of an equivalent spillover of of uh, indigenous culture into state post statehood Alaska. Absolutely. There's there's uh there's a ton of it and a lot of it um is kind of misappropriated, right? Mm. Because Alaskan native culture was uh like like so many native cultures um like destroyed by uh by relig- by do-gooder uh western year religious people who tried to eliminate the native languages and and consign the cultures to. There are the, political reasons to well, yeah. to kill off native language and culture too. Uh, and that's and the and the U.S. government like uh, like joined in with uh, with uh, alacrity. Um, but there's a lot of stuff that made it that made it from native culture into 
you know, into general culture, like, you know, seal skin parkas, right? I mean, there's a, there's a festival called Fur Rendezvous that's a lot of uh, all the trappers and the miners come into town and throw their money around. But also in the fur, you know, the fur trades, there's a lot of kind of quasi- Fur Rendezvous. Native it's a very sexy name. Oh, it's an incredibly sexy time. If there is this, I mean, it is the sexiest time in Alaska. Is that the word you were afraid that kids would hear? You, they, you're afraid they'd hear you say Fur Rendezvous? They'd hear the Rendezvous and they would not, They'd not, and then mom would have to explain, well, that's another way f- to describe mommy and daddy. Specifically, Fur Rendezvous makes it sound very naughty. Like, hey, would you like to <laughs> fur, have, a, have a Fur Rendezvous? A little Rendezvous between our... Furs. Uh, Fur Rendezvous happens in February, which is kind of the worst time in Alaska, and it's a giant party. And it's when it's the beginning of the Iditarod sled dog race. Is that why they have it then? It's it's things are it's such a bleak time. Let's have a party. Well, and also if you're a miner or a it's a pretty big if, but okay. Well, let's say you're a miner. Okay, Uh, all the ground is frozen. You can't mine. Uh, Mining is a summertime activity, and. Trapping happens in the winter, but, you know, uh, like your furs don't, they don't do well if they're sitting just in your, uh, in your cache for a year. You have to bring them to town. Some of the stuff you would want to take a fur from is probably hibernating. It's in a little burrow. Yeah. The little, the little weasels and the The stoats and the bunnies. Yeah. They're, they're, they're active. They've all turned white to look like the snow. That's what I learned about Alaska as a kid. Mm -hmm. I had like a series of encyclopedias of Charlie Brown's amazing facts or whatever. Yes. And they taught me that ptarmigans and bunnies were, were brown in the summer, but oh. then they turn white in the winter. That's right. So that the trappers can't see them. Well, and there's wolves and there's foxes. I mean, all that stuff. I mean, trappers looking for whatever's got fur. Uh, so they all bring it to town all at the same time. And they have a huge dance, the minor and trappers ball. Uh, minor and trappers ball. Yeah, which is like the hottest ticket in Alaska. Do you, you can't have just... to be a minor and trapper or is it is it actually all used car dealership? No, owners? it became a thing where the rich and powerful go uh, and they wear their craziest furs and, and it's a big sex party. You can't get a ticket to it's that. It's a big fur rendezvous. It is. If you tried to get a if you tried to get a ticket to the 2022 fur rendezvous right now, I bet you you'd be in what trouble. What if I'm what if I'm Jeopardy's Ken Jennings? Oh, yeah. I'm not a sure. minor or a trapper, but uh boy, I'd sure love to yeah, sure love to get in on the sex party. You and I, for for different reasons, would would be able to get tickets. I think for you know just because you're a celebrity and I'm a you're an Alaskan. I'm a talkative Alaskan. You know what an Ulu is. Well, I have a lot of you know lo- prominent Alaskans in my line. You've got connections. But uh, the Usik is an example, and I think you see this in the uh, the interaction of indigenous cultures and Western cultures a lot in the United States. And globally, too, um, it's a handicraft, uh, the, the, uh, the carved usik in particular, a handicraft that basically was invented to cater to Western Orientalism, right? The, the baskets and blankets that are uh, woven specifically to trade with uh, with cowboys and general stores. But the baskets and the, the blankets probably had functional antecedents, right? They, well, they, they did, but they were not, you know, they weren't woven out of I see. the wool of, of sheeps imported from Scotland. And maybe the decorations and devices are new. Uh, definitely true. You know, like the Pen- Pendleton blankets are, have native design, quasi native designs, but they're made entirely to sell to, to Anglos. And the, so an Usyk. It's a booming market. It's a booming market. I mean, think about who has, who has Inuit blankets. Inuits. You're not going to sell to them. They've all got one. Well, but yeah. But the world's full of millions of white people that don't have Inuit blankets. Well, the thing is that oftentimes they didn't have them. They made them only to sell. And they were cold? Uh, no, they had other, I mean, they had furs. Got it. Furs. In the case of the Usyk, which I'm going to jump right in now, assuming that everybody is, has uh, sheltered their children. The Usyk is a, a walrus penis bone. Now the hold on a second. It was it's. I mean, you're gonna have to start by explaining that walruses have penis bones. Walruses do have penis bones, and uh, what you'll find as you listen to the show is that a great, great proportion of mammals have penis bones. Um, Even the women. 
the women have clitoral, and I'm talking about female aminals, right. have clitoral bones. Really? Yes. Uh, not all. And not all mammals have uh, penis bones, as we'll see, in, uh, specifically humans. And not all- In this house, not all <laughs> mammals have penis bones. And not all uh, f- uh, female animals have uh, clitoris bones, which are called clitoridis. clitoridis okay. Um, Clitoridae. Or os, I'm sorry, os clitoridis. Uh, and the os penis, which are uh, the os is the the prefix meaning bone. Oh, that, that's a word. Os penis. Os. Uh, it's not. It's not a single word. Os penis. It's oh. os single word penis or os clitoridis. Got it. Um, so the 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 bones are present in the genitalia of I would say the majority of placental mammals. And we evolved them away. We did evolve them away, and we um, the 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 bone the the genital bone um, has uh, evolved nine separate times, uh, independent evolution. Really? Yes. So no matter how, so we're trying to evolve it away, but for, it just keeps coming back. And it has evolved away nine separate times. So the the mammals that were that were non-placental, the, the, the sort of original fossil mammals that, you know, where marsupials are, are one of the things that kind of split off from. They split off so early. That's why they don't have, that's why they have pouches. That's right. And though, and those, uh, you know, our, our ancient ancestors had uh, what, what are called epipubic bones, which are pelvic bones that kind of. Well, I have a pelvic bone. But it right. stops where it's supposed to stop. These are sort of forward projecting bones that, that you'll still see in wallabies and I will not. Well no. I'm not I'm you not, probably I'm not won't. taking a look under there. But um but the the penis bone is um well, hold on, let me ask you this. If oh, it's if it's evolved away and come back nine times, do we have any sense of what kinds of evolutionary biological forces are in play here making the Making it good for you to have a, a a a big bone in your wang sometimes, but not in other times. We have a lot of theories uh. about it, um, and and so this the speculations are widespread, and and there's a lot of disagreement among uh, penis bone scholars as to uh, what purpose it serves, which I think is is maybe easier to explain, but why why some Mammals don't have it. Why you would evolve away a penis bone? Because it's so good. So, so the easy question is, why would you have it? The easy question is, why would you have it? Seems like because I've never thought. Boy, I wish I had one of those. No, uh, a penis bone is a great advantage if you are trying to have sex certain ways. Um, and a lot of this is it's speculated that it has to do with. You know, questions of um, whether you're a monogamous culture in mm. your species, whether or not uh, you are, uh, uh, whether you you have pure competition. I mean, there are a lot of like chimpanzees. Part of their part of the female strategy to have their child survive is that they actually have uh, intercourse with every member of their troop. And then no one knows who the dad That's is. That's right. No one knows who the dad is. So, so I feel like that would backfire in a human setting. Yes. Like, don't try that at a trailer park. And, and we have, uh, you know, we have evolved culturally to be a monogamous culture for the most part. And almost every monogamous animal, cult- culturally monogamous animal, you'll find that they have sex outside of their monogamous relationship. Secret, secret sex. Really, all mammals and the French. Yeah, it seems seems like all mammals and the French. There's there, you know, this the there is still non-monogamy. It's just you know, it's just a different level of commitment. Yes, yeah, sort of sneaky, sneaky. Do you think it's sneaky? Do you think they if you're a if you're a uh, what am I? I'm a marmot. Let's say I'm a marmot. All right. I don't know if marmots are monogamous. Let's say, I'll, I'll let's buy say it. they are. I'll buy it. And I'm trying to step out on my female marmot. Do you think they actually try to keep the female from knowing, or is that just not something a female marmot can a female marmot not even process feelings of 
No, this is the other way around. It is the female that is seeking out secret intercourse with other, you know, there's always going to be an unattached male that hasn't yet. The marmots are at work. Yeah. The, or, you know, the, 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 like there's, there's young marmots that haven't met the right girl. Uh, and so, so lady marmots are. And would she try to keep it from her marmot mate? Yeah. That's, that seems she to be would. the sense. Interesting. Yeah. Cause he, cause he would react to that as a threat. He would be territorial or possessive about his mate. That's right. And in some cases, the penis bone actually performs a function, uh, that, it, that, that tries to eliminate competition in the in the honey badger for instance if you look at the shape of the penis bone which again, i have which i've done quite a bit of again not going to happen for me uh the honey badger's penis bone is actually shaped like a little scoop and uh the thinking is that it is like used, a raisin bran commercial yeah it's used to it's got two scoops mm. except it's scooping out the semen of your competitor Wow. Yeah. So you 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 get in there and you But how often is a honey badger gonna need that? Well, that's I mean, this is one thing I don't know about honey badgers. It doesn't seem like so often there would be anything to scoop, but I don't want to speculate on what Well, it's a question of I estrus. Guess if, I guess if a female is in heat. Right. Uh, and so if you have visible estrus um, Again, very big if in my case. It's uh, it's gonna be a situation where everybody knows that you're in the in the in the mating mood. And so the you know having a so penis you want to go last basically yeah, having a penis that acts as a scoop is uh, is a is an advantage you know this is a thing about human females that estrus is completely hidden it's out of the equation right so there's almost no think, way is that related uh, a species maybe uh, the fact that we don't have estrus in our species means we don't need the bone well here's the here here's one of the unfortunate theories um, there are different uh, mammals are divided according in one of many ways, according to how long their copulation lasts. Okay. And a penis bone. Just like people. Yeah, that's right. People are divided. <laughs> the Census Bureau always asks. <laughs> how long? What's, what do you consider a long time? Actually, there are statistics. Uh, and so I feel somebody, like every time I see this in humans, it's kind of surprisingly... Sure. Yeah, unfortunately. And that's part of what's unfortunate about it. it oh, well, unfortunate if you consider like long, long stretches or co- coitus that last. If you're a marmot that likes to cuddle. Right. Uh, the, the aminals that have uh, penis bones, the, the male mammals, tend to, uh, that, that species tends to have longer co- periods of coitus uh, where it lasts three minutes or longer. And so the bone enables, in some cases, you to, the, the, the male to remain turgid uh, because it has a bone supporting its... Right, so this bone does serve the same function that erectile tissue does in humans, yes. right? Okay. But also, uh, in it's, some mammals, it forms a kind of hook. Um, you know, it's got a little, it's got a little twist in it that kind of keeps you There's connected. There's a real Batman's utility bolt of, uh, yeah. utility belt of, of animal genitalia here. You know, if you see a cat, um, if you see two cats going at it, there's a, there's an aspect of them where they kind of seem hooked together. They're trapped, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, and that's because of, that's because there's a bone? Yeah. A, a raccoon penis, although cats tend to have smaller penis bones than dogs. A I've, raccoon. I've always said that. Yeah. A raccoon penis bone looks like an S. Um, and as a result, they're kind of popular as a, as jewelry. A letter S? Well, yeah, a letter S. It's got, it's got a very, uh, a very kind of appealing curve. Um, you know, it looks like a... <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how, what's the right amount like that a S. raccoon penis should appeal to me? Low, right? Low. Mm, I don't know how, I mean, the thing is like, uh, like Celtic tattoos also have a low appeal to you, but they have a... A large appeal to some people. But like you cannot be arrested for liking Celtic tattoos a little too much. You can't and be arrested for liking raccoon penis bones. Well. No, no, there are people that have enormous collections of them. I guess it's all context. So the thing that that, it, that hopefully it is apparent about the penis bone, it is not connected to the rest of your skeletal system. It's just a bone like exclusively in your penis. And this is same, the same is true of the clitoral bone, which as you can imagine is much, much smaller. It's not connected to any other bone. No, it's just free floating. Um, and so it enables you to, we have one of those in our body. We have like the hyoid 
backbone in our throat is just kind of surrounded by, I guess it's anchored by muscles or ligaments. Yeah. I'm just hanging out there. And that's the same way? Provide support. Right. And is it always, does it, what's the right way to say this? Does it move to the fore when needed or is it, or is, um. Yes. I mean, engorgement is still an element of, uh, you know, blood engorgement is still an element in, in coitus. But the bone's always there yeah. in the genitalia in the same place. It's just. Yeah. As the, as it, it retracts. It's just. And then, you know, when the, when the, uh. When the member distends or extends, the bone goes with it. So it's like having an armature. Yeah, that's right. Sometimes we would like sculpt something in, in pottery class when I was a kid. And if it was small enough, um, you wouldn't need it to be built on any kind of skeletal superstructure. But if you, if you got big or if the balance was weird, the teacher would say, you're going to have to build a little armature thing. To hold it up. To hold, to hold it up. It's a flying buttress. And that's true of, yeah, except on the inside. Yeah. And that's true of uh, of animal penises, apparently. Yes, uh, some of them need a little extra support, and 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 a lot a lot of it has to do with what the mating strategies of that particular species are. What those you know how, whether or not it's um, you know socially whether or not you are you're competing against other comers, as it were. As it were. Um, but you know, some you're trying to scoop it out. Some you're just trying to like cling on for dear life, cling on for dear life. And, um, like the walrus, the reason the walrus penis bone or Usyk, ah. um, uh, is such a sort of talismanic thing is it is the largest of all penis bones. Walrus are very large. You think re- relative to the size of the animal or like in nature, like you will not find, like do whales have uh, penis bones? So whales are among the mammals that do not have penis bones. Walrus have penis bones that often are exceed two feet in length. Wait, really? The largest walrus, the largest fossilized walrus penis bone is four and a half feet long. Is that, and, is that from a mega walrus that we don't have anymore? It's a mega walrus, oh, okay. uh, but it just recently sold at auction for a considerable sum. Um, well, no, I didn't. I didn't see it. I would have. Maybe I would have bid. Do you do you go on auction sites and look for uh, walrus, walrus walrus dongs? Walrus I do not. No. Um, but what, so how long is a walrus? It's got a two foot. I mean, I guess it sold for bone. eight thousand dollars in two thousand seven. So I can it can only have appreciated. Yeah, there's a lot of inflation in this market. <laughs> is um, how how long is a walrus? They're, oh. big, they're bigger than you think, moose style. The largest walruses, can, well, they can be twelve feet long. Big big boy walruses, and that's still uh, a sixth of its body length. In which case, you know, good job. Yeah, right. I mean, imagine a sixth of your body length would be, at least in our culture, fairly impressive. Um, Like marmosets are small, and they have small penis bones relative to their size. That's okay. You know, spider monkeys and whatnot. You know, various, you know, the, the small monkeys have small penis bones. I bet they make up for it in other ways. But there are lots of uh, primates that do not when I when I say lots of it's kind of uh it's kind of tricky cuz there are primates that have penis bones and primates that don't. When you mentioned chimps I was kind of assuming that all of our fellow primates would be penis bone free because you know our skeletons are not that different from our from our simian cousins. But some monkeys and apes do have penis bones and clitoral bones, is that right? Uh yes, so um the gorilla and the chimp have penis bones, huh. whereas uh, the spider monkey and humans, the two things that I, I think of as being more similar, spider monkeys and- uh, We're kind of the spider monkey of the city. Uh, the woolly monkeys. I would think that gorillas and chimps and most genetic, by most genetic measures, would be closer relatives of humans than spider monkeys. Well, you would, right? I guess this is a case of the- epic pubic bone coming and going. Uh, that's right. And, and you know, sort of like, what are the mating strategies? Like the chimp, the, the chimpanzee mates, a female chimpanzee tries to mate with as many people as she can as a, as a survival strategy for her baby. That's not true typically of human beings. 
Well, people have many different mating strategies, as the internet has taught me. That's right. So surely if, um, you know, if evolution is going to continue to work on us, it's going to get to the point where some people have pubic bones and some do not. I mean, it'll, it'll take millions of years. But. There's a lot of speculation and, 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 uh, some of it has to do with the fact that human culture did evolve to be a, a, a kind of monogamous where, uh, where pairs couple off, and basically the, the strategy of the male is to just stay with the female at all times, right? And so That's you're— That's kind of how our house works. <laughs> right. It drives my wife nuts. <laughs> you follow her around like, how you doing? Hey, what's How's going, it going on, honey? What are you doing? What are you up to now? That has actually been, I've heard a lot of people say that. I've heard a lot of people in retirement say that. I've heard a lot of people in COVID say that. Yes. That it's, um, that's what it, that's what it becomes like. That's what a marriage becomes at some point when two people are in the same house. What are you cooking? Hey. Oh, you're doing that wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that one too. So, uh, you know, I'll break it down. Rodents have penis bones, but rabbits, uh, like logomorphs, uh, of the family of, of, Things that look like rodents but aren't, uh, rabbits do not. By the way, I've heard people say, I'll break it down many times, but no one has ever followed that up with, rodents have penis bones. Yes. So this is a real first for me. I mean, it may be a first in the world. I'll break it down for you. Rodents have penis no bones. No DJ has ever said, let's break it down, and then has gone on to say, rodents have penis bones. Although uh, maybe a futureling that is a DJ could, could sample that. Hey, DJ Lemur. <laughs> break it down. Rodents have penis bones. Rodents have penis bones. Uh, shrews and hedgehogs have penis bones, but hooved mammals do not. So even though the horse penis is sort of famously impressive, a large penis, it's used um, uh, idiomatically in English for that purpose. Yep, but it does not. It does not have a supporting bone. So it, it's not a function of size at all. Uh, no, it's really a function of. You know, yeah. it's not it's not how it's much you have; it's ocean. how you use it. Yes. Um, most carnivores do have penis bones. Bears, dogs, uh, the aforementioned walrus, seals, and sea lions. And yet, I'm a carnivore, and I do not. Humans are one of the rare carnivores that don't. Raccoons, as I said, have, have famously S shaped. S shaped. What do you think the S is for? Uh, sex. <laughs> That's what you, you see. The, it's like when you, they put the word sex um, uh, subliminally in the ice cubes in the in the gin ad or whatever. Yeah, that's right. In, you, the, in your camel cigarette ad. A lady ad. raccoon sees a male <laughs> raccoon and she's like, whoa, whoa, that's the first letter in sexy times. How does this work? A swinging below this fellow. Uh, talking about the miners and trappers ball, a lot of the things that would end up in people's hats and coats, like weasels, otters, uh, you don't see as many skunk Coats? Yeah, that would be a weird kind of Cruella Pepe Le Pew crossover. But skunks have penis bones. Uh, dogs and cats both do. Dog penis bones are larger than cat penis bones, but dogs are typically larger than cats. But I've never... So I have dogs. Yep. I'm, is, is there no outward manifestation of the fact that my, my male dogs have had a penis bone all this time and I've never been aware? I, I would have to pay... Too close attention, I guess. Yeah, and it you know it retracts along with okay. the with the whole rest of the apparatus. It's when it's not in use. Um, elephants do not. Again, yeah. Despite despite the size, it's a lar There are large animals, but they don't need it. Um, and then you know the, our famous friends, the marsupials, don't. Uh, the platypus does not, although it has everything else. It's got one of everything. Yeah, the platypus has everything except a penis I'll bone. take a beak, and I'll take uh, nipples, and... Uh, Webbed feet. Do you want a penis eggs. bone? There's a, there, we got a rebate this month on a penis bone. Mm, not not really. But so you'll see, you know, for a platypus to not have one, it uh, the platypus, d uh, like, diverged from humans a long time before the penis bone. The platypus so, did not diverge from humans, but it, it, well, you know, it diverged like, from our ancestors. Yeah, we had we had an ancestor uh, in common, but it was a long, long time ago. And so this is an example of penis bones coming and going in the evolutionary record and in independently evolving. So there's one thing I know about penises. They do come and go. <laughs> it's really the only two things they do. Uh, bear cats I don't mean, have them. <laughs> now you're just making up animals, but okay. That's a basketball team, I think, but okay. Yeah, the bear cat is also an aminal. Uh, it's and it's named bear cat because it's. If you look at it, you're like, is that a bear or a cat? It's a bear cat. Snow cats don't have them. Uh, They've got tires. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. Right, snow snow cats like at a ski resort. Uh, hyenas don't have them, and, and whales and so forth. 
Um, if you were listening, wondering, if you're looking for a podcast that would tell you whether or not hyenas have bones in their dongs, mm. uh, you have come to the right place because they do not. Darlin, don't you go and cut your hair. Do you think it's going to make you change? I'm just a boy with a new haircut. Oh. And it's a pretty nice haircut. It is a pretty nice haircut. I am uh, in favor of keeping my hair. Uh Nothing against people who don't. You've cut your hair short recently, and it looks good. It's sharp. I, I really don't like it this oh. short, but um, but thank you. It's cooler in the summer, yeah. and I like that I can cut my hair this short now and still not have uh not have a little bald spot. Not I'm, have a shiny part. I'm holding on okay back there because there are now FDA approved treatments, both uh, prescription and over the counter, that can help you keep your hair and uh, even grow some back. I do feel like you have more hair than you did a couple of years ago. More hair than I know what to do with. Yeah, you've got so much hair. Come on, settle down. Uh, and that's important if you want to keep your hair. Uh, and it's not, uh, It's not. you shouldn't feel bad if you're getting a little thin up there. Two out of three guys have some kind of male pattern baldness, even in their 30s. So do you have to go to the doctor for these treatments? Is it something where they have to get you in there, strap you down, hit you with a boat, boat paddle? Yeah, you used to have to get a prescription from a doctor. But the value in keeps is that you just visit a doctor online and then get the prescription that way and they'll deliver the medication directly to you. Are these brand name prescriptions that cost a ton of money? They are, uh, you save money because they are generic versions of the FDA approved yeah. hair loss products. That's the way to do it. Um, and it's just the way to go. Yeah. You get great prices. You get the convenience of doing it all from home. You don't have to go places if that's what you're not into. Well, and you know, I know that these uh, that these treatments, although very effective, they do take several months to start really showing results. So it's better if you if you start to notice hair loss and you want to do something about if it. If you've been not skipping this ad on this show for several months, yeah. thinking I should do that, you're probably lost hair that you would have kept if you had just done it the first time. There's no better time than the present to take action and prevent hair loss. Go to k-e-e-p-s dot com slash omnibus. To receive your first month of treatment free. That's keeps, K-E-E-P-S dot com slash omnibus. And you'll get your first month free. K-E-E-P-S dot com slash omnibus. So in the human case, uh, there's a lot of speculation. One of the things that, or one of the factors, is that of the mammals, humans have uh, one of the shortest periods of intermission, um, which like is like a say, refractory period between being able to no, what's no, uh, Oh, wait, is it intromission or intromission? No, intromission, intromission, not intermission. There will be a short intromission, uh, intromission, meaning the length of time that, uh, intercourse, uh, from penetration to climax. Um, that's what intromission means. Intromission. Boy, is the way you, to say it if you're not if you if you really want to avoid any kind of uh, giggles intromission. But if once you know the word, you'll never you'll never be able to go to the theater again. Right. Well, think about think about your pillow talk now. There will be a 15 minute intromission. <laughs> Are you ready? All right. Well, unfortunately, or again, I keep saying unfortunately as though this is a moral judgment. <laughs> yeah, or, <laughs> well, you really disapprove of a lot of this. But um, 15 minutes uh, would be extraordinary. Uh, relative to the average. The average length of time of human copulation is, guess, I'd like to hear your uh, your estimation. Two hours. Okay, okay, hold on. The, that's just me. Um, <laughs> 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 uh, it's Yeah, when I see this, it's surprisingly short. Yeah. But I don't want to guess too short because then it'll make it look like I'm underselling your amazing fact. I will right. say... Too short is a great, one of the great rappers too. <laughs> I don't know if too short is such a good rap name. <laughs> Uh, 10 minutes. He's very short. 10 minutes. It's got to be less. It is two minutes. What? Two minutes is the average length of human intercourse. This is like the Flight of the Concords uh, business time song. Business time. Two minutes. And, um, and that's, uh, you know, it's based on people reporting to. Is that people having, trying to have a race? I think it's just, well, uh, and, and I should say, this is true of humans that are not, uh, you know that are uh, on Molly. <laughs> well, yeah, or humans that are not that are not that have not read uh, our bodies ourselves. That are not sitting around thinking about how do I please my partner. But, but this is but this is not like. Um, are, are you saying this has been corrected for pre 
sexual revolution more? Or you're saying yeah. the average human of, 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 of all cultures, it works out to two minutes. Uh, it, I think this is, yeah, pre-sexual revolution, your average amount of time that it takes <laughs> to, uh, to copulate as human beings falls on the spectrum of mammals toward the, sh- toward the, the shorter end of, uh, of time. Right. Anybody who's grown up on a farm, I think, will know that two minutes would be short for, yeah. for most of what they're seeing. And so penis bones tend to evolve in animals that, ha- that take longer. Um, I mean, you can see why. It's, 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 it's yeah. taken more of a pounding, as it were. Yeah. So you, gotta, you, have, to, uh, you have to give it a bolster. Yeah. Um, so there's some sense that, um, that, that humans evolved away uh, evolved penis bones away because it was uh, advantageous to um put your member away uh, and also Get out of dodge. and also uh, there is a factor within so part of it is self awareness as self awareness comes into the human experience um like shame well there <laughs> like there, as god makes you aware of your genitals there is actually more of a of a like a a predisposition or a, an advantage to please the female because a lot of females are choosing according to um you know these you know sort of various i mean whether you have a scooper or not but in human beings whether or not you can get an erection and keep it is a sign of health and it would be an it would be a way to determine who was an unfit um father Birds are just using who has or, more orange feathers or whatever. Yeah. So, you know, they, they're stupid ways. But, but erections are better than some. And we think of it because of porn culture um, that a larger penis would appeal to human females, but that's not actually the case in the sense of like, is it, is it a discomforting? I see. Evolutionarily, there might be, that's not maybe what propagates the species. Right. It's not an advantage if you are in a, if you're in a, uh, a sort of a natural state where women are choosing based on what's actually going to bring them some sort of closeness. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it would seem sort of semi threatening. But also within self awareness, uh, there became on the male side of the equation, as, humans recognized that genitals were a vulnerable place in terms of uh, violence. Sure. Um, the idea that a, a bone would create a, uh, like a thing you could break. Bones can break. Right. And you could damage an enemy with a, with a swiftly placed kick. And then he'd have to have a cast. Yeah. A cast. On, on it for, well, for the rest of the school year. You it, could, you could sign it, I guess. At least he'd be at least he'd be out for the foreseeable future. Yeah, he's right. On, he's on the thirty day DL. So the so the human the the evolution of genitals that really um, you know that are showers not growers that go away uh, that re- retract to the point that they're less vulnerable to attack. They're, that's better in combat. Yeah, that's right. But obviously you know, ancient people. So you should tell yourself that. What a a consolation that will be for you. If you're listening, uh, (laughs) a a smaller penis is actually, it makes you a warrior um, and a warrior of all kinds. But, you know, ancient people recognized that humans didn't have penis bones because they were exposed to skeletal laminals and skeletal humans. And they, they surely wondered um, and there's some speculation that this is the origin of uh, Adam's rib that he gave up to make uh, to make ladies in the first place. Well, it makes more sense if you're talking about I'm going to propagate a new life form. What would a what would a Bronze Age civilization? What bone on the body would a, or part of the body would a Bronze Age civilization associate with creating new life? You'd think they would go with something in the pelvic area and not a rib from the rib cage. Uh, yeah, right. I mean, there's no. There's no actual difference in the number of ribs. Common misconception that men have fewer ribs. That's a result of hearing that story, yeah. not, not the cause of it. Men and women have the same number of ribs, but one, well, and actually they have the same number of, of uh, penis cl- clitor- clitoral bones, which is also zero. Which is zero, rounding up. But probably ancient people weren't, like like modern people, less concerned with the clitoral bone. Um <laughs> 
and it's also much less prominent. So, the, so this is, you know, there's some idea that this is the origin of that story, and I think it's fairly convincing that that is the that's where I would do it. The I missing mean, bone went. It, seems, it makes Adam seem like a good guy. Yeah, I'll give up. I'll give up my penis bone if I get like um, if I get a friend. Yeah, right. How which would you rather have a penis, penis bone or a or a or as or a well, friend as what did Mark Driscoll the the Baptist minister say that women uh, in his church were penis homes. Is that right? Yeah, that was one of his famous, uh, you know, he had this rock and roll church and he was like up there just really talking his his talk, his finger guns, religion. And Did he uh, call the women penis homes? Penis homes. Mm. He said, wow. you know, women, you need to like support your men and stop being so independent and feminist and just, you know, think of yourselves as penis homes for your... It was not very popular with the indie rockers who weren't uh, in under the sway of the of the tr- the true word. You're really getting into some Seattle mega church history. Yeah, this is Seattle mega church stuff that's also very connected to indie rock. There was a lot of there was a lot of Baptist or uh, not Baptist, but like uh, evangelical indie rock here. So Adam chose a penis bone over a penis home, like a the, penis like the famous saying goes. Bone. Yep, penis bones before penis homes. That's right. It's right right there on the bumper sticker. <laughs> Uh, so back to Alaska. Finally. Um, the walrus penis bone, historically, in, uh, in uh, Alaska native culture, was not really a prominent, uh, and again, uh, choice of words, not really a big part of Alaska native uh, art, uh, artisanship. It was not really a... It, but all that scrimshaw and ivory carving, that is actual real historical practice, tusks and whatnot? So, you know, these were practical tools. Um, and and strangely, when we think of, uh, when we think of all of the fertility uh, interest, you know, like in, sure. in shark fins and, yeah. and bear spleens or whatnot, um, the walrus penis bone was used kind of as a... Uh, it, because it's a very dense bone in the walrus, it's uh, it was used as a club, somewhat as a you know as a, a hilt, but it's very difficult to carve. They're using every part of the walrus, but boy, they're they're running out of ideas when yeah. it when it comes to the usik. And it was not really; it had no role, uh, as far as we can tell, as a as a fertility talisman. It was just like a like a two to three foot long, heavy bone. And if you found it on the beach or if you found it in the course of dismembering a walrus, you would go, oh, yeah, I mean, there are a lot of other... I guess I can prop the door open yeah, when I mean, it's windy. Bonk, uh, you know, maybe maybe bonk my competitor, but I, but it, isn't re- it didn't play that prominent of a role until the late 19th, 20th century when there, uh, there was suddenly now a, a Western... Uh-huh interest in native art and in carve carving art and they've contacted like a shame culture that will titter about animal penises for the first time that's right so the interest in carved animal penises when it uh when it was first introduced to native alaskan culture they were like embarrassed uh, then uh, typically the reports from native culture was was that they were like what what? Why would you? What part of the walrus is? Oh, why would no. you want that? And that's kind of embarrassing for me to to be asked to carve. Uh, but I guess I'll do it. And so there was a lot of surreptitious trade in scrimshawed penis bones initially. Um, kind of a thing where you would, you know, it was like in a brown paper wrapper. <laughs> I want to look at a picture of an usik. Like what? What would you carve in it? Well. Um, I guess guess most of them are just kind of delivered up as is, right? uh, Yeah. So, and pre, I'm sorry, fossilized uh, usics are, there's also a market for, you know, the kind of like, as they fossilize, they take on great shades of of, of golden brown. Different minerals. But but nobody carves elaborate designs in them. Well, they did. And and then as the tourist trade uh, in, uh, or the tourist trade in these kinds of art, forms increased, um, the titillation aspect, uh, started to produce or a market for usics that were carved with racy scenes. Oh, like to want a Bible. That's right. So hot walrus action. 
Yeah, right. You would, and again, this is sort of brown paper bag stuff. But you know, you'd take it, you'd bring it back to your to your Victorian mansion in outside of Boston, and you would, and you know, put it up on a maybe inside your inside your library, where only your closest friends would come and see your carved sex scene on a walrus penis bone. I mean, if you think about it, come up and look at my. It's <laughs> pretty come good up story. Come and look at my penis bone etchings. And in fact, I, uh, my father had a, like a lot of, uh, Alaskan, Alaskans of his generation had a, uh, had a, you know, built up a collection of Alaskan native baskets and, um, and scrimshaw carvings. And, you know, there, and there were some, uh, very prominent native artists that, that were collected. I'm imagining your dad is just like a, a small Alaska town, Atticus Finch type type. Type lawyer who just gets paid in, in uh, you know, walrus scrotum. That's 100% who he was. There were, I mean, my dad had all kinds of things where he was paid in, in ducks, you know, like, ah, oh, I don't, I can't afford you, your services, but I'll give you 40 ducks and a, like he, he was paid one time with two acres of land on a, on a lake in the, on the Kenai Peninsula. And we would go down there, fly down in a float plane, land on the lake, taxi over to our two acres Get off the float, stand yep, there, yeah, stand there for two hours. <laughs> here it is. Well, we're never gonna. You guys wouldn't play bocce or anything for an hour? No, because it was all covered. Well, first of all, it was like half swamp, and then as you moved up the hillside, just a bunch of birch trees. Mm. There was no. It was never. I mean, maybe it has value now. Maybe that lake has a ton of vacation homes on it. But and yes, yeah, so he was he was paid in all manner of currency. But we had a. Usyk sculpture, um, and now I have it because I inherited it, and my sister had no interest in it. What? And it's a sculpture of two bears humping, which was also my nickname in college. Where are you going, two bears Why humping? You ask? Um, and it's two two polar bears, or or brown bears. The their their species isn't clear. Right, you um, can't tell what color they are because they're made out of bone. But um, but they're engaged in an act of copulation that's quite uh, it's quite an uh, an active sculpture. It it's, wow. it doesn't seem like it's you know it's not carved in a wooden manner. It's quite it, it, the person who made it has seen bears do it because it's really brought to life. The scene is really it, 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 you're suddenly you're like I'm you, there. You had like a rosebud type memory. But it's a it's a it's a, a sculpture that is um, it's small enough and unclear enough if you're just if your eye is just passing over it on my shelf of native baskets or bastics that um, that uh, you wouldn't you wouldn't know it until you picked it up and handled it and went oh there's a there's a lot more going on here than I than I thought you'd have to actually handle your handle your penis bone to. Uh... To get the full picture. That's right. That's right. Um, the Usyk also plays a prominent role in in another sort of Alaska legend, which is a very recent one. Um, Alaska Congressman Representative Don Young, mm-hmm. who was congressman for you know many, the only congressman, the only congressman, and for for most of my uh, childhood and young adulthood, Don Young, who was my father's absolute nemesis, my dad and uncle both hated Don Young because he was such a dolt. Um, I think, I think like, um, like the Dalai Lama in your last episode of the omnibus, uh, Don Young, although a prominent congressperson was considered by Democrats, at least in Alaska to be a very dumb person. Uh, but one time, uh, in 1994, he very famously was, um, inter- interrogating the, uh, the head of U S fish and wildlife, uh, a woman by the name of Molly Beatty, and uh, he brandished an 18-inch-long usik and uh, slapped it in the palm of his hand, like you know, like a billy club, while he was talking to her about some of her um, about the job of protecting fish and wildlife in Alaska. It seems a little intimidating, borderline threatening, misogynistic. 
I mean, all of the above. And did she know what he was brandishing? I don't. Did he explain? I don't think so. This is I how think, baby walruses are made. I think that that's just something that can't. Like, what the hell is he doing? Why is he? Why did he suddenly produce a big ivory bone and is thwapping it in his hand? It was only later that it was like, oh, I see. Huh? Weird. Alaskans knew. Yeah, Alaskans knew. And I, and I should say, in Alaska and on uh, the internet, if you are interested in a penis bone, uh, they are available in profusion. Um, you can find them for sale. Raccoon, as I said, raccoon penis bones, very popular as a thing if you're like at Burning Man or whatever and have a necklace of penis bones. Nobody's going to probably know right away till you tell them. Which, which you surely which you, will. Which you probably yeah. will, like six times a day. But there are uh, there are places um, where you can buy a large penis bone for $250. Uh, and if you only want a small penis bone, you can get it for under $100. Uh, there are, there's also, a, weirdly, a trade in faux penis bones. So people are taking mother bones, carving them to look like penis bones if you can't afford... Yeah, it's just slightly, slightly easier. Yeah, right. Get, any bone can become a penis bone. You just have to, just have to really want it. Any bone can become a penis bone. Um, so we, we live now in a, in a world where, in a world where humans only have sex for two minutes. And I hope that that is no longer the case. The average, I think has probably, as we have, as we've evolved. We should track that. Like one of these graphs that shows things gradually getting better, you know, smallpox vaccinations go up or whatever. Why don't we see a chart of a, Copulation time going up in the West. Well, there's an article here in uh, Business Insider. That's where I get all my. <laughs> that's where I, I get all my news about sexual mores. You know, the Business Insider they really cover all the bases, and you have you to know, go really inside. You do the businessman. Uh, it is um, so they wh- whatever whoever performed this study, and this is one of the wonderful things about science. Uh, you can really call almost anything science. Someone got a uh, grant for this. Right. Somebody got a, a large grant because they they timed 500 couples. Now, if you think about how much it's going to, how much investment it's going to take to time 500 couples in a lab environment. It's also interesting whether, whether the couples know they're being timed because that, that might skew their... Uh their performance. Right. You're going to, you're going to find that there are people who are like, we're going to beat the average. We're going for it. Right. We're going to get, we're getting the distant record. But even so, um, the average time ranged from 33 seconds. I want you to think about that for a second. That's the low. 33 seconds. No, 33 seconds is the high. I don't know what you're experiencing, <laughs> but 33 seconds to 44 minutes. Uh, so that's quite a range. But the median, thing. that's right. The median time was five point four minutes. Look, we've we've almost tripled it. Yeah, from Way from our humanity, from our uh, from our un unenlightened state to now, when people are presumably trying to, you know, have have some of it is recreational, right? It's not just procreation. So, so we don't need the penis bone. That's why it evolved away. It knew that we would be able to um, to make up for its loss with the power of our minds. And possibly uh, Hinduism, right? And uh, and this is just um, uh, oh, so this is actually not in not in a lab environment. They gave five hundred couples stopwatches. Hmm. Now this is also going to take some time, it is. and it's going to reduce the sexiness of the moment, and therefore probably prolong your time. Yeah, where you're like, oh, oh, oh hang on, hang on, hang on. Okay, okay. What could be more romantic than the the sound at the beginning of 60 minutes? Yeah. <laughs> but what it doesn't account for is all the uh, foreplay time, sure. which again, probably <laughs> ranges from 33 seconds to 44, to 44 minutes. minutes. Um, but but it's only timing, you know, the, the act itself uh, from penetration to ejaculation. Um, so... Uh, there's a, that, that's a, that's a difference. That's an 80 full difference between the two. Um, so, but even, you know, 44 minutes is, you know, pretty, I mean, I guess that seems that much. Well, (laughs) at some point you're like, what else is on TV? Yeah. Right. Like, uh, would you like a glass of water? Let's, let's get a glass of water. And I'm not sure whether a penis bone would help or hurt in that situation. The thing about, um, Again, female enjoyment as opposed to um, 
uh, as opposed to procreative instinct. Yeah, purely, yeah. Is that a, a penis without a bone is more flexible and so therefore able to have sex in a variety of positions. A lot of these animals, animals are only having sex in sort of one, you know, they don't roll around and face each other. They've got a linear imperative yeah. based on a big bone. I just watched two squirrels in a tree outside my living room window chase each other around for 40 minutes. That doesn't and, count in their time. Uh, that's not that's part of their play. time. But, you know, they are rodents. So this is something I didn't know at the time, but they have penis bones. And, uh, yeah, they were, I mean, it, it, uh, they had a whole dance. But at some point, we evolved away from that. And I would call that the day that Usyk died. And that concludes the Usyk. Entry 868.gn0223, certificate number 45999, in the omnibus. You have uh, evolved away from mammalian life, almost assuredly, listeners, and find all this uh, talk of internal skeletons probably very quaint. Sexual reproduction even more so. Um, but let me tell you, it led to a lot of trouble in our times. So did social media. We were uh, at Omnibus Project. Um, people of our time were encouraged to like, share, subscribe, so forth. I was at Ken Jennings. John was at John Roderick, mostly to be found lately on his Patreon. Speaking of Patreon, that was the most important way in our era to support the show. Absolutely. If you enjoy the Omnibus, um, listen, even the smallest investment in this mammoth project will pay for itself because of the amazing perks that are available to supporters. Go to patreon.com slash omnibus project to check out how you can support the show. Um, you can also um, find shirts and other merchandise at omnibusproject.com slash store. Another lesser way to support the show, but one that ends up with you wearing a shirt. Yes. Hot. Which is important. And you can customize those shirts. You can cut out the neck and cut the sleeves off and make them into something cute. Put a belt around them. Get a large one. Get a giant one way too big for you and um, uh, make it into a bathrobe. Yeah, put one. Well, yeah, sure. Make it, yeah, sleep shirt. Um, yeah, think of, I mean, talk about timing your sex. What if you are, what if in the in advance of copulating, you pull on your omnibus t-shirt? That's going to that's gonna end up with one of the shorter times. I was I about think. to say, does that increase or yeah. decrease the time? I think you're going to get 40 seconds out it of it. It might depend on which shirt. Maybe with each shirt, we should list a, like a ratio. Oh, yeah. Well, I think we should just start thinking about it. Uh, in ter- when we How put- turned on do we want people to be right. by all this stuff? When we pick the design, we should be like, hmm. Does it work for the coffee mugs and stuff, too? Maybe the mail truck guy. Maybe maybe uh, Mr. Zip should, <laughs> should uh, be unzipped. <laughs> if you know what I mean. <laughs> You want to see my mail truck? <laughs> the uh, So that's an important way to support the show. If you want to uh, chat with other listeners and supporters, you can look for the future links on Facebook or Reddit or Discord. Um, you can email us at... Penisbone.com. Yeah, I, oh, I, I, have, I have just bought penisbone at gmail.com. Let me see if that's there. I guarantee you it's taken. Penisbone. But the omnibus project at gmail.com is taken by us. So you can uh, send us your uh, thoughts and criticisms there. Oh, penisbone is for sale. Penisbone.com. Oh, the URL is? Yeah. Also, I should say, and this is, um, this is maybe uh, superfluous to need, but... Um, did I say that the uh, that the that the name for a penis bone is uh, is bacula or baculus? No, baculum, right? Baculum, that's right. Uh, so that means Scott Bacula's name is Scott multiple penis bones. Uh, yes. Yeah, so yeah, right. Back. Well, no. So baculum is a penis bone, but weirdly, bacula is the name of Dracula's butt. No, it's like an open source computer program that allows you to back up recovery, backup recover or verify. So it's called That's very boring. It's called Bacula. That clearly postdates Scott Bacula. But I wonder I wonder if they thought about this, if they like Googled their own name. Yeah, we're called Bacula. It would could be mis- it could be yeah, mistaken. They just thought for, it was backup plus Dracula. Uh yeah. So it's like a instead of a uh, instead of being a cool, cool backup sounding name it, it actually is a, the plural of penis bone 
Maybe it was founded by two guys and their employees thought these two are a couple of bacula. Well, the de- developer is uh, Kern Sibold, and Kern Sibold is, uh, well, it, already Kern Sibold's name is Kern. I'm sure he's a lovely Finnish man. Uh, yeah, I don't even know if, uh, I don't, I can't imagine, I don't, I don't know what Kern's gender is, but Kern lives in Switzerland. Yeah. And so that may be. They don't have bacula there. Part of the problem. Uh, you can also mail us things. Um, they don't have to be penis bones. It's oh, not, he's, he's a dude. It's not required, but you can send uh, all your ephemera that you would like us to see to P.O. Box 55744, Shoreline, Washington, 98155. Futurelings in the... Beep. Futurelings, from our vantage point in your distant past, when humans still did not have penis bones, we had not re-evolved them... Uh, we have no idea how long our civilization survived, and this may be part of the problem. We hope and pray that the catastrophe we fear may never come. If the worst comes soon, this recording, like all our recordings, may have been our final word. But if providence allows, we hope to be back with you soon for another entry in the Omnibus.